Yeah. He's 30. Uh, Ingram, Haskins, P. Ryan, TDP. Oh, Gus Bus. Ooh. I take Gus Bus. Agreed? Does everybody agree? Mike, are we in consensus? Mike, are you watching a Hitler video? Oh, yeah, I am actually. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, here after a one-week hiatus with my co-host, Walker Kelly, and Mike Valverde. Mike, how's the tummy, buddy? Tummy is better, um, thankfully, because, wow, that was a roller coaster. I think this is, that was, you got the comeuppance from every time uh, this year that somebody was on the IR with illness, I said they had bubble guts. So yeah, I, Mike had the yeah Mike had the flu last week and and uh, Walker um, forgot. <laughs> yes, I, uh, if you if you want the the brutally honest truth is uh, I got way too high at the movies. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I had to reschedule from Thursday. Then Mike had tummy troubles. Walker got too high, and I was not going to record a solo podcast. So uh, <laughs> I went and watched. I went and watched the movie Megan. I was going to ask what you saw. M. Thregan. I did. I did see it, and uh, it was pretty good. It was a movie. I would give it a solid seven out of ten. All right. Is there a lot of jump scares? Not really. No. Okay. It, like a couple, but you know they're coming. So it's not like it's definitely more of uh. There's not a ton of gore. You know, pretty pretty low amount, honestly. Um, yeah, it, it it's more of a dark comedy slash psychological thriller than. Cool. A horror movie. All right. Um, I do want to say, so we talked a while back about the situation that rocked the NFL, which was, of course, you know, the DeMar Hamlin situation. We said that we were happy that he was fine. But unfortunately, I learned on the Internet this week that DeMar Hamlin is actually dead. And it is. It has been a body double. People are so dumb. I hate. God, I hate it. I hate I hate the internet. The internet was a mistake. Here's uh, where you can find us on the internet. So, all right. So <laughs> let's let's get started. We're going to talk about the championship games this weekend. Um, it's going to be more of a free flowing discussion because we all agree that we love our off season free flowing discussions, but the season is too regimented for that to happen. So we went. Why don't we just mix it halfway? We'll have a free-flowing discussion. Uh, but first, uh, this is the Football Absurdity Podcast. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, except apparently Stitcher. Um, I don't know why. Um, uh, you can find the website at footballabsurdity.com. On kind of a break right now, because uh, I was shouldering the load of the writing, and I, as uh, the poet uh, Tom DeLong once said, work sucks, I know. Um, and I've been very busy at work, And um, but I'm going to get a championship game preview up there if you want to read what I write instead of listen to what I write because we already got your download. So who cares? Um, <laughs> you can follow the website on Twitter at FBallAbsurdity. Walker is at Big Daddy Dricks with the next. Mike is RFL Red Zone. I am Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. You can find a link to the Discord in the description, which uh, I just remembered is wrong, Walker told us. So I have to get an updated link. Let's go. Business on air. All right, let's get started. Uh, two championship games this weekend. We will know who plays in the Super Bowl. After this weekend, which will be pretty cool. So let's start chronologically. Uh, Niners going to Philly. Noon Pacific on Sunday on Fox. Philly, two and a half point favorite. This is a 46 point over under. And I'm just going to get this out of the way. All right. I got my Homer hat on. Let's go. All right. So, Walker, who wins? (laughs) The Eagles. Wrong. Mike, who wins? The 49ers. Correct. All right. (laughs) Mike, you start. So let's start here. Let's start here. So Brock Purdy, I want to start. I want to. I want to get both of your impressions on Brock Purdy, because okay. Brock. I will Brock give Purdy, you a fair impression. I won't do a bit. I promise. Yeah, and I won't do a bit either. That I think that he's amazing. So I think what we've seen recently with Brock Purdy, and correct me if I'm wrong, is he started off incredibly hot because the 49ers were playing a lot of questionable to like marginal defenses, mm-hmm. and then the last couple of weeks they played Dallas, they played Seattle, two pretty good second. Uh, the Dallas secondary, good. Seattle secondary, pretty good. Both pretty good defenses. And what we saw was Brock Purdy kind of struggle because Travis Kelsey, not Travis Kelsey, George Kittle and 
and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk weren't all running, you know, completely wide open. So how do we think Brock Purdy looks on Sunday? Because the Eagles are, you know, a top five defense in the NFL. So do we think that they neutralize Brock Purdy or do we think that Kyle Shanahan has a game plan for, for this Eagles defense to, to get the ball away from Purdy as quickly as possible? I'm not too worried about Purdy. Uh, he's not someone that is you know, a gunslinger out there by any means, uh, mm-hmm. even though the Eagles are, as you mentioned, very good against the pass. Um, they're the best in the league uh, in yards allowed, uh, fifth in interceptions. So they they definitely know how to attack the ball. But with the short passing game and Debo Samuel doing a lot of the running and receiving, I'm yeah, I'm not too worried about Purdy and the Eagles defense overall. Yeah, so Walker, you were somebody that hated <clears throat> Brock Purdy uh, with a passion to the point that it became a bit. So, what what has your impression of Brock Purdy changed, and if so, how has it changed, and how do you think Brock uh, performs this weekend? I mean, Brock Purdy is pretty much exactly the same. the The Forty ers are in exactly the same situation this year as they were three years ago when they made it to the Super Bowl and almost won. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly the same. You know, Purdy is giving them exactly what Garoppolo was giving them. So it's, you know, he's fine. It, he's he's a low-end starter to high-end backup, and that's a lot better than what his draft position suggested, so good for him for, for taking advantage of his opportunity. Um, it just frustrates me, the discourse surrounding it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's bad. You know, I, I just don't think he's good necessarily either. He's just there. You know, he, he doesn't really screw things up. Is here, uh, is he better or worse than Mac Jones? Uh, probably a tiny bit better. Tiny bit better. Are, are Mac Jones and Brock, like, if Brock Purdy becomes a starter, are Mac Jones and Brock Purdy the new uh, Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins? Kind of they the yeah. middle middle yeah. of the road guys. I I, I know they're, Carr, they're not sure. as good. As yeah, Carr. Derek Carr, sure. Kirk Cousins, probably not. Okay. Um, so, uh, how about the quarterback on the other side? What do we think about Jalen Hurts against this 49ers defense? Uh, 49ers are, uh, pretty, are very good at stopping the run against running backs, but they're very bad against stopping quarterbacks rushing. They're like, um, you know, they only have 213 rush yards against them on the year, but they've only played a couple of running quarterbacks. So it's one of those situations where, you know, the 49ers under D'Amico Ryans and uh, before him, Robert Sala, same defense, have struggled against running quarterbacks. So um, do we think that that's going to do we think that Jalen Hurts can take advantage of that? And that would be the 49ers downfall. Or is it Jalen Hurts picking on D'Amador Lenore, who's probably going to be covering um, Devonta Smith? Like, w- how do we think the Eagles are game planning to beat the Niners? I would suggest that. You know, I I think the Eagles have done a good job of creating good, smart game plans this season. Um, so I, I would expect them to do both of those things pretty heavily. I, I would figure Hertz probably runs double-digit attempts. Uh, Smith probably gets close to, if not double-digit targets. I you know I would guess that you know maybe they gave AJ Brown one or two opportunities to uh, just outmuscle Traverius Ward down the field, but. Um, you know, Ward has the capability to stay with him. So I, I wouldn't expect necessarily a huge AJ Brown game. Um, I, I think they'll utilize, they'll utilize Smith's, uh, short area quickness against Lenore. They will run with Hertz. They'll allow him to make decisions. My guess is they'll run a lot of RPOs with Dallas Goddard because they're going to try to want to put the linebackers in conflict, make mm-hmm. them come up to try to make the tackle on Hertz. Then maybe he can throw it over the top to Goddard down the seam. They've got options. Now the 49ers defense has counters for these things and is very talented across the board. So I think it'll be a good chess match and I don't necessarily expect the Eagles to be scoring 40 points in this game. Um, But I think that their offense is better suited to be able to handle what the 49ers defense throws at them than vice versa. Yeah, so Mike, how do you think the Eagles are going to game plan for this 49ers defense? Well, I, I think they're definitely going to take advantage of the bend but don't break um, defense of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, looking at the passing category itself, 
49ers are 21st worst in attempts, 20th in yards. But when it comes to touchdowns, they aren't, they're the fifth best in allowing them. Mm -hmm. So they are, they're really strict when it comes to end zone. And that's where Jalen Hurts is going to have to come alive. Sort of like, as we talked about Ryan Tannehill throughout, you know, the last couple of seasons where you have Derrick Henry and then you have Ryan Tannehill. So how, how are they going to, you know, um, maximize and keep them Jalen is talking about Eagles Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders out of the end zone and so far they've been able to do that can they continue to do that that would be the question and if Jalen Hurts can take advantage of his legs or find the open receiver maybe Dallas Goddard AJ Brown then that's how they're going to win yeah I I mean Mike you nailed it with the bend but don't break thing I think that that is going to get into the Niners into trouble this weekend because the Niners like uh, my buddy Joe, who has been going to games with me, shout out Joe Berg, because my brother-in-law's in Korea, uh, so he's been using his ticket. Has he said when the 49ers, when the opposing team gets the ball inside the 10, you expect the Niners to get a stop because they just they tighten up inside the 10 like so incredibly good because they have so much speed in their linebacker core with um with uh, Al Shair and Warner and and Dre Greenlaw and I mean Ufunga is. Um, he's a little too aggressive at times, but his aggression out of the safety spot is, I think, what essentially turns him into a, a fourth linebacker um, on the field when they yep. try to mm-hmm. when they try to get when they get in close. So I think that that um, that bend up but don't break is exactly what it is uh, the how the 49ers play. But I also agree, like Jalen Hurts can break that in half. Like Jalen Hurts can snap that. Like they've only played. I was looking because I, I the 49ers struggle with rushing quarterbacks. They've only played two this year, but one was Justin Fields in the rain, and the other one was Marcus Mariota, who absolutely shredded them. And say what you want about Jalen Hurts, he is better than Marcus Mariota. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask this then: um, Can Jalen Hurts find success against the Niners? I mean, is this his like coronation game where everybody says that Jalen Hurts can't? You know, all the things that are said about Jalen Hurts by Mike. Could this be his, <laughs> his coronation game against the Niners defense? I think it's going to be a huge test for Jalen Hurts. Uh, th- this, I guess, would be the midterm. The Super Bowl would be the final exam if they get that far. But at this point, this is um, as big as a test as it's going to get to see if he- he's really someone that is legitimate. Um I mean, he's been legitimate throughout the season, but if you look at his competition, it hasn't really been all that great either. So now he's facing the 49ers, and as we talked about, we we see how great that defense can be. So if he can put up, you know, reasonably B B plus numbers, then I for myself will say, okay, well, I'm I'm wrong, and he's as good as a lot of people talk about. Yeah, and I think that the BB plus is would be the best game that the Niners have given up this postseason. Because I mean, Geno Smith, not great. Um, Dak Prescott last week, if he doesn't uh, uh, pee down his leg, if he doesn't wet his pants. Uh, the Cowboys could have walked away with a victory, but Dak Prescott just is just uncomfortable all game long, and I think that that's what they'll do to Jalen Hurts. But um, we saw last week with the Niners that they really were susceptible to Dak running the ball. He didn't do a lot. He only ran four times, but a couple of those were first downs. And it's because the way that they rush, they're hyper aggressive when they rush four and that created lanes for Dak. And that's what worries me about Jalen hurts. It's not what he's going to do with his arm, which I think will be fine. It's it's, it's him running. And you know, it it makes me worry that, you know, Jalen hurts is going to throw for 180 yards, but he's going to rush for 120 as the Eagles win, you know, 28 to 17 or something like that so that's what makes me worried um but i do think that uh jalen hurts is also i mean the best quarterback the 49ers have faced in a long time like that's something that's in this run that's kind of underrated so the last time they lost they played against patrick mahomes mm-hmm. here's the quarterbacks they played since then stafford hurt while he was compromised yeah. uh herbert who again was just not Justin Herbert this year. Uh, Colt McCoy, Andy Dalton, Tua, Tom Brady, Geno Smith, Taylor Eineke, Carson Wentz, Jared Stidham, David Blau, 
Geno Smith and um, Dak Prescott. So like, is Dak the best quarterback they've played since Patrick Mahomes, given yeah. how Justin Herbert has played this year? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, Herbert. But, um, yeah, those two guys. Yeah. Either that so, or David Blau. David yeah. Blau's a wrecking machine out there. What's, oh, yeah. what's so funny was for, like, the first drive, I thought it was Trace McSorley. And then they showed David Blau on the Jumbotron at the 49ers game. I was like, oh, my God, it's David Blau. I completely <laughs> forgot that's who it was going to be. Um, so I'm the thing that worries me is that, yeah, Jalen Hurts is going to it. Jalen Hurts does well what this 49ers defense does poorly because he can throw the ball deep with a speedy receiver in Devonta Smith. And, and that's what struggles. I don't think that A.J. Brown is going to have a huge game i think it will be devonta smith and uh he runs the ball so that's that's what worries me as a 49ers fan and um let's let's uh do you want to keep talking about the niners you want to switch over to the eagles we're kind of just kind of flowing around i would like to talk about these tight ends next if that's possible we got goddard and kittle so who do we think has the better game we have the 49ers uh who were the seventh best team in stopping opposing um, stopping opposing tight ends this year, and then you have the Eagles, who were the twelfth best team in opposing started stopping opposing tight ends this year. But you also have two very good tight ends in George Kittle and Dallas Goddard. Like the Niners don't win that game last week if George Kittle's not on the roster. Uh, that catch he made was was what got them the game. So um, so who do we think has the better game? Goddard, who's more likely to be involved, or Kittle, who uh, is the better player? Uh, I will say Kittle. I think that this is probably going to not be a Brandon Ayuk game because there are two good corners on the outside for Philly, and I think that they will uh, want to attack. You know, TJ Edwards had a good season. Kaiser White's all right, but, you know, the linebackers are still where you want to attack Philly. You you know, you want to get the ball out of the hands quick. You want to uh, attack up the middle of the field. And the Niners are really good at passing between the numbers. You know, Shanahan is very good at scheming guys open in there. They have big, strong receivers. And they'll utilize Kittle and Samuel in those areas a lot more than they would utilize. <laughs> so I think Kittle will be involved. And I think he'll have a good game. So... Goddard and Kittle, you know, interesting enough, I think if we're looking at like pure numbers alone, maybe just looking at sort of a fantasy perspective, I think it's going to end up the same where Goddard is going to get the touchdown and Kittle is going to get the more yards in in, um, reception. So I'm looking at like eight points or 10 points for Goddard and like 10 points for Kittle, but one's in the end zone and the other is on on between the 20s. So, which is which? Is Goddard's the touchdown. Kittle's the yards. I just wanted to be. I just wanted to be clear for everybody. So, um, so yeah, I think that that that's right. That uh, that the usage, um, because I think it's very hard to predict what the 49ers are going to do. Um, between Ayuk, I agree with Walker. I don't think it's going to be an Ayuk game. Um, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, who are essentially the same player. Um, in terms of how the 49ers use them, uh, you know, they're they're on either end of the running back slash wide receiver spectrum. Um, uh, Kittle, even Jawan Jennings gets involved. Uh, Elijah Mitchell got a ro- ro- lot of play down the stretch last week because there is a calf injury to Christian McCaffrey. There is something going on with Elijah Mitchell, but they're both going to play. They didn't practice on Thursday, but it was cost- precautionary. Um, but then on the Eagles side, it's very straightforward. It's going to be Goddard gonna be smith it's gonna be aj brown they all have to find roles and then it'll be miles sanders um who i think um will struggle this week so the 49ers uh run defense one of the best in the league like i mentioned we were talking about um jalen hurts but it's specifically against running backs they are the best run defense in the league 3.3 yards per carry um, and 6.1 yards per reception, which will rank 31st and uh, 32nd and 31st respectively. So pretty good, pretty good, as the kids say. What's interesting is that their rush defense, of course, is much better than their pass defense, mm-hmm. but they allow more touchdowns through rushing than they do receiving. 
that that's because they they get inside the 10 they they kind of do on defense what the lions were doing on offense this year just the ball would just end up inside the five just all the time and the 49ers would allow a lot of uh run rushing touchdowns this year um through that and uh the, that's why Jamal Williams had so many rushing touchdowns. So, all right. Um, what's something, what about this game have we not touched on yet? Miles Sanders, uh, I think he will struggle. Yeah, I don't expect uh, Sanders to have a very good game. It's just a tough no. defense to go up against. Yeah. I, I, Jalen Hurts probably will have more rushing yards than Miles Sanders does. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think that that, that absolutely... Uh, Jalen Hurts outrushes uh, Miles Sanders. Um, so um, <clears throat> why don't let's do this? I agree. I don't think it's going to be an IU game. Mike, do you think that it's going to be an IU game? I I don't really know. I mean, I see IU out there, but I don't know exactly what would make it an IU game or not an IU game. Okay, let's do this. Uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. Where do we think their yardage ends up? Total yardage, including Debo rush yards. How do we think those four play out in terms of order of most uh, yards? Mm. I'm going to go AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, and Devonta Smith last? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, I will go A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Wow. I'm going to go check this out. Devontae Smith first, because I think they're going to attack the Amador Lenore, who will primarily be on the Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I'm going to go Devontae Smith first, then I'm going to go Debo Samuel second, uh, because... If we're going total yards, I think he'll have a, a big run. Then I'm going to go uh, A.J. Brown third. But A.J. Brown and Debo are going to be very close. And I think uh, Brandon Ayuk takes up a distant fourth. Like, I would put Kittle and Dallas Goddard between A.J. Brown and Brandon Ayuk. The 49ers, they, do they just not have a lot of depth out there as far as um, defenders, the backfield? Because they rarely rotate. It's Lenore and Ward, like, throughout the whole game. Um, I mean, not really. They had Emmanuel Mosley. He got hurt. Um, They had – I'm trying to think of who else they had back there. They have um, Jimmy Ward, kind of – he's their nickel guy. Sometimes he plays more of a safety position. They kind of use Jimmy Ward as, like, a jack-of-all-trades, so he doesn't rotate off him a lot. But, like – Yeah. So, like – like here's they have Tom uh, Ambry Thomas who's been hurt. They have Tarvarius Moore who uh, is their backup safety, but he's more of a special teamer. George Odom is a special teamer. Um, Sam Womack is a rookie. He's you know they don't really take Mooney Ward off the field, so they don't really rotate him too much. But it's like Ambry Thomas was like their only backup corner if you consider Jimmy Ward a starter, considering how much teams have to play nickel now. So. It, <laughs> <laughs> they have a guy they don't really want to use, uh, uh, and two special teamers basically as their as their depth. I mean, when they emptied the um, the bench, they put in Jackrabbit Jenkins to tell you how how what their depth looks like. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's like their fifth uh, fifth corner, I think, uh, sixth corner. So that's ridiculous. So yeah, they don't really have a lot of a lot of depth there. Um, so one thing I want to ask you both about in this game is, uh, let's, we, we talked about the skill position players. Um, the Eagles rush or pass rush, um, at the beginning of the year, it was just okay. Uh, but they really started to come home. They led the NFL in sacks, but here's the thing. Their pressure rate was not commensurate with them leading the NFL in sacks. Like it was... It was good, but it was only 10th. It was actually below the 49ers. So do you think that the Eagles' uh, pass defense, who will be going up against a 49ers offensive line that is inconsistent, we'll say. Um, do you think uh, – let's go over under four and a half sacks on Brock Purdy. Oh, under. 
I agree with that. Brock Purdy moves well, moves well in the pocket um, and can escape pressure when necessary. So I'd say it's under. I would, yeah. I would say three sacks. Three sacks? I think three sacks is fair. Yeah, one thing that Purdy has really improved upon from college to the pros is that dude can flip his hips really fast now. Yep. Like, I'm always shocked watching him roll out, and I'm like, how is he going to – oh, nope, flipped his hips. There he goes. Like, <laughs> like he's gotten really good at that on a rollout. So I agree. I think he'll be under pressure a lot, like a lot, a lot, because especially because Mike McGlinchey is – he's bad. Not, not good. He's he's terrible. He's awful. Banks is serviceable. Or actually, Banks is pretty good. Um, Trent Williams, all pro. Uh, the – Centers and right guards that keeps rotating around. I believe it's Brunskill and um, Brendel. Brendel. Oh, Brendel. Yeah, not Brunskill. Bre- uh, Brunskill is the backup right guard who keeps rotating with uh, Spencer Buford. So, yeah, Brendel at center. Um, like, it's okay. Like, the left side is definitely much better than the right side. But the right side, I think, is going to get eaten up. And uh, I think Brock Purdy will have to use all of his scrambling skills to uh, take advantage of not getting killed. All right. Um, what about the flip side? We got Nick Bosa. We got this Eagles offensive line. Um, we got Charles Amena, who, who I, I don't know what's going on. There was the suspicion of domestic violence, but they're letting him play, which the 49ers have stopped giving players the benefit of the doubt um, because they got burned for it too many times. So I don't know what's going on there. Let's just set that aside. Uh uh, let's just go Eagles uh, offensive line 49ers pass rush. Who wins? Uh, I mean, I think I think overall the Eagles offensive line probably wins. Um, I could see Hertz getting sacked once or twice, but I, I I think the Eagles offensive line is the best unit in the league, and I, I fully expect them to keep Hertz upright most of the game. Yeah, it's going to be really hard to sack Jalen Hurts, but I'm with Bosa out out there. Um, I I can count at least one sack, um, so maybe two, two to three. So it's going to be pretty even by the end of the day, I believe. All right, let me ask you both this question: How many times did Dak Prescott get sacked last week? Uh, four. Did he Mike? get sacked four times? Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with three. Once. Mm. He only got sacked once last week. It was a, a game where they really uh, did their best to keep to neutralize the 49ers' pass rush. And um, I'll be honest with you, when I asked that question, I thought it was zero. I do not remember him. Oh yeah, Sansom Abukam. I remember that sack now. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, this 49ers pass defense or pass rush just got neutralized last week. So, all right. I think that's that does it for 49ers Eagles. Unless you guys want to talk uh, Mitch Wishnowski versus um, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Mitch Wishnowski versus who is their punter? Oh, Aaron Sipos. Brett Kern. Oh, really? Yeah. Kern, oh, Kern still has it. a job somewhere, huh? Yeah, he's um, their punter and their holder. Well, most of the time, the holder's the punter. Well, yeah, I know. It's just for some reason, our lads has a special position for holder on the oh. on the depth chart. Interesting. Is, yeah, that is very interesting. Uh, um, I, w- I want to get uh, score predictions for the game. Right. It's the last thing. Uh, let's see. 49ers, Eagles, 24-21, San Francisco. Okay. So I think the Eagles score three touchdowns. I'm going to go 24-27 Niners. 24-19 Eagles. Again, Walker, off the podcast. (laughs) I can just mute Walker, but then uh, Walker has to unmute, and it's a whole rigmarole. So, all right, let's move on to the next game. KC, one-point favorites. Uh, 47.5 point over under. This is Cincy at KC, 330 Pacific. On CBS, uh, so it's a Tony Romo game. So, who wins? Chiefs. Cincinnati. I'm with Mike. Mike and I have another Niners Cincinnati Super Bowl. Walker has a Philly KC Super Bowl, which honestly would probably be more fun. <laughs> probably. 
yeah with with uh with uh Hertz and, and Mahomes but uh um so yeah those are our Super Bowl predictions I I backed us into them Mike and I have Niners Cincy and Walker has Philly KC so um let's start here Patrick Mahomes is hurt mm-hmm. but he's been playing all week which quarterback has more total yards Burrow against his terrible KC pass defense or uh, the greatest quarterback in the game who might be the greatest quarterback of all time when all things are said and done. I will say Burrow has more yards in this game because I think it he'll probably run for more yards. I think Mahomes will be healthy enough to be able to scramble, but I don't expect him to be running for gains very often. Um, Burrow has shown that in the playoffs he runs a little bit more. He's more willing to put his body on the line. Um, they even call designed runs for him on occasion. So I, I think Burrow ends up with more yards. Um, I I just don't I don't think it's a significant margin. I would expect it to be pretty close. But yeah, I, I would take Burrow by like twenty yards. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, both passing defenses aren't the greatest. Uh, Cincinnati is very much like the 49ers, Ben don't break. They mm-hmm. got 23rd in yards, 23rd worst, but fourth best in touchdowns. So that says that Kansas City all around is just not good. Um, 18th in yards, but 32nd worst. They're last in touchdown. So I'm going to go Joe Burrow here. Okay. I am also going to go Joe Burrow on the passing yards front um, because – I think that he's going to take advantage of this KC defense because, uh, you know, they okay they stopped they they sell out to stop Jamar Chase. Well, then you've got T Higgins. Oh well, they they sell out to stop those two. Then you still got Tyler Boyd, and so it's just like they're the 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 Bengals are too they're too deep in the receiver core for for this KC uh, this bad KC pass defense, and that's why you know if the Super Bowl goes to the two teams that I think it will be, I'm I think the 49ers will lose to the Bengals and I'll say that right now. Um because of this 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 wide receiver room that they have. Like you you can't stop all three of these guys if you don't have a top flight pass defense which Mike outlined Casey does not. So I think that Burrow ends up with more passing yards. Uh especially because um who is Patrick Mahomes throwing it to? Uh, Travis Kelsey, Jarek McKinnon and Juju. Juju? Juju's not a big yardage guy, though. That's the thing. Right. So I think the Chiefs are more, uh, you know, the Bengals will run the ball a lot. But in terms of yards gained, the Chiefs are a more balanced defense, offense. Because <laughs> Joe Mixon, yeah. the full Mixon is 25 for 83. You know, he did better than that last week. But I think Joe will go full Mixon. So, um so I think it'll be Burrow, especially with this Patrick Mahomes thing. And uh, Walker, I'm sorry, what, what, who did you say? Did you say it was going to be Burrow or Mahomes? Burrow more yards. Okay, so we're in consensus then. We think Burrow's yep. going to have more yards. Okay. Um, and that kind of plays with Mike and I thinking that since he's going to win. So um, is is this going to be, this ankle thing, is it going to be an issue for Mahomes? Or, or is it kind of much ado about nothing? Because he screamed and yelled to get back into the game, and then he's been practicing in full all week. I think it's much to do about nothing. Um, the, you got to drive a storyline uh, somewhere, especially when there's only four teams left. And what better storyline to get out of the best quarterback in the NFL? You know, so I, yeah, I think it's just more of a storyline than an actual injury. They're trying to manufacture a Willis Reed out of this, is what I think is yeah. happening. Yeah, there you go. That's a good, yeah. good example. Yep. Yeah, Walker, what do you think? I think. Uh... I mean, I, I think Mahomes is hurt. I, I think that he's practicing because he wants to practice. He wants to be as loose as possible for the game. I ah. I I would imagine that he wants to go through as normal of a warm up co- in going into this game as possible. Um, you know, athletes have a lot of routines, a lot of superstitions. So I would imagine he's trying to con- conduct this as just a normal, you know, week uh, approaching a game and. I mean, I, but yeah, I mean, the, you saw the injury. I mean, it, it was pretty clear that he couldn't put much pressure on it. So, you know, it'll yeah. get, it'll get a little bit better. I, I think he'll, like I said, I think he'll be able to scramble. I think he'll be able to avoid sacks, but 
I don't necessarily think he's going to be running for like 40, 50 yards in this game. I would expect it to be more around like 10, 15, probably. Um, he's going to have to use his arm to win this game. Uh, I just think he'll be able to do it. Yeah, Walker makes a good point about the practicing all week to not baby the ankle and have it lock up on you on Sunday so that he and also so he knows exactly what he can and can't do. Mm. Like we saw on Sunday, Andy Reid would have to be a psychopath to, to call any stretch runs. Poor, poor, uh, <laughs> yeah, poor Patrick Mahomes was hopping. Yeah. To get the ball to Pacheco. Like, like, I mean, come on. Um, but, um, I do also, yeah, the routine thing and, and, uh, yeah, I think that it is much ado about nothing. I think they're, they're trying, but I do think he's hurt, but I also think he knows the, the, the situation that he's in and he's an all timer and all timers grit through it. You know, there's a reason there's the Jordan flu game, you know, right. Yep, because he was hungover and said it that was the flu. We got his ass. Got him. <laughs> you hear me, Michael Jordan? Come on the podcast. <laughs> That's literally uh, Ben Shapiro and AOC. Hey, you heard me? You heard me? You heard me? Come talk to me, please. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Let's talk the running backs. So we talked to all. You know, we joked about going full Mixon this year. Uh, we've got Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan to a much lesser extent. And then we have the two-headed monster of Isaiah Pacheco and uh, Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon, who feels like he scores two touchdowns or three touchdowns every two weeks over the second half of the year, um, you know, is is a big red zone weapon for um, Patrick Mahomes. But let me ask you both this. Which running back room will play a bigger role in their team's success this weekend. Cause Joe Mixon's got to touch the ball a lot, but full Mixon is like we 25 or 83 yards or whatever. So which, which running back room uh, Pacheco, who is pun intended running away with the RB one role there and Jarek McKinnon or uh, Joe Mixon. And to a lesser extent, Samaj P Ryan, who has the, uh, the more impactful uh, game. Do you, do you guys think? I will say that the Kansas City running backs do a very slightly better. Um, I, I don't think that this game is going to necessarily be won or lost on the ground, but I would expect Kansas City to not allow Mixon to just kind of run out the clock and choke the life out of the game like he did against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills were missing Daquan Jones, their uh, top run-stuffing defensive tackle, and Cincinnati knew it, you know, they just ran up the middle on him constantly because they didn't have a they didn't have a functional one tech that they could, you know, plug up gaps with. Uh, KC has that, you know, they have Callan Saunders and Chris Jones is an extremely good run defender as well. So um, Nick Bolton was second in the NFL in tackles. They know how to defend the run. They're not a very good pass defense at all. Um, You know, their personnel just isn't at that top level, but up front, they're good, and and they have they have star power, they have role players, I and I, I think that they will be prepared to make Cincinnati's offense one dimensional. Now, Cincinnati's offense can certainly succeed being one dimensional. I mean, Burrow's very good, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins are extremely good. You know, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, even could probably get open, you know, fairly often against a pretty bad KC secondary. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be you know. I think KC is going to do what Cincinnati does to people. I think they're going to force Burrow to take a bunch of like six to eight yard throws and try to bait them into throwing downfield into mistakes. Yeah. uh, Walker, to your point, like um, at the end of the year. um, So there was that week nine game where Joe Mixon went ham. Um, That was part of a six game winning streak. But in the five games after that, Joe Mixon averaged, uh, 12 carries for 46 yards per game. So Yikes. they they went full, like, all right, screw it. Um, I mean, in one of those games, he got hurt. But, I mean, still. Uh, let's Okay, let's look at the other four. Uh, 13 carries for 52 yards, so not much better. Uh, they went full. We're just going to air this ball out as much as humanly possible, and it worked for them. So, um, <clears throat> Mike, do you have an opposing view, or do you think that um, – uh, that uh, do you agree with Walker? Yeah, I, I think Walker pretty much nailed it. It's it's exactly yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is that the Chiefs will have um, they will use their running backs more, but on a and so because of that they will be more impactful. 
But ultimately, I think that, um, you know, Joe Mixon, he has it in him. Joe Mixon is has one of these stupid dominant games. It's going to happen again. And and I worry that it's going to happen in this game and just wipe away the Chiefs. So, um, you know, uh, the, the Bengals run defense is good. Uh, the Chiefs run de- defense is OK on, on a yards per carry basis. And, um, you know, I just think that uh, the Chiefs running backs will touch the ball in more impactful ways, if that makes sense. Um, we're talking receptions with McKinnon. We're talking big runs with Pacheco. But I just fear that Joe Mixon has this big game in him. So I think he will end up having the more impactful output, if that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. the Chiefs running backs will have the more impactful chances, but Joe Mixon will have the more impactful output to put that kind of put a bow on that. So, um, all right. Which wide receivers are better? Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd or Juju, uh, Justin Watson and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Cause Oof. I don't think McCole Hardman's playing this weekend. Ooh, that's, just, uh, yeah, yeah I, I will go with, uh, the Bengals guys. Yes. Um, no, that, that's a tough one for me. I, yeah. I think I'll have to agree with Walker, though. By the way, can I can I just point something out? Neither one of you corrected me to say Kadarius Tony, which says a lot about Kadarius Tony. Because yeah, I don't, I don't care about the guy who uh, gains 35 yards a game, but does it in an impressive-looking way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> one pass, one reception, 35 yards. Yeah. Every I, there was a tweet last week that was like uh, somebody was like, uh, you know. Uh, Kadarius Tony is balling out there. And it's like, this gets tweeted every week and you look him up and he has 37 yards. Yes. And that was during the game. And he ended with 36. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what Kadarius, like Kadarius Tony, uh, he just loves to, he's the opposite of Isaiah Pacheco. Like Isaiah Pacheco gets the ball, puts his head down and just runs straight ahead through people and powers through guys. Kadarius Tony gets the ball and it's just like, physically incapable of taking more than like eight steps in any given direction. Like he gets the ball and he just kind of dances around. Yeah. Yeah. He he's out there. He's playing like he's Tyreek Hill, but he has the skill set of like LaVisca Chanel. Oh, Oh, that's rough. Uh, no, so no, I think that's a true assessment. Both of them are very athletic, skilled. They they just don't know what really to do with the football when it's in their hands. So they have to run around trying to figure out what hole to run through instead of just actually doing it. All right. That's the episode title. Tyree Kill with the skill set of LaVisca Chanel. Love it. <laughs> Yikes. Because uh, that, uh, I mean, that that nails it. Like, LaVisca Chanel has an incredible, this is the thing. Here, I'm coming for you, Fantasy Twitter. Here you go. Here's the thing you don't you don't take into account very well when a player is bad at thinking about football. LaVisca Chenault does not know how to track a football downfield. LaVisca Chenault also does not know what to do when the football is, is in his hands. That is exactly the same thing with Kadarius Tony. He does not know what to do when the football is in his hands. He is trying to hit a home run. He will take a three yard game because he's trying to get a uh, 93 yard game on every play instead of taking a 23 yard game that is right there for him. Exactly. He's a jump. He is dumb at football, and this is why everybody laughed when they took him with a first-round pick. The Giants did. So, I, 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 I trolled you both by saying not Kadarius Tony. I expected one of you to correct me, but uh, Justin Watson. I mean, has Justin Watson? I mean, he he had a he had a big catch. He might have had a more impactful season than Kadarius Tony, and he hasn't done anything. I I would still pick Tony over Watson, but the fact that it's a conversation is not good for Tony. Yes, it says a it, it says a lot about society that it's even a conversation. It really does. It really really does. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Justin Watson has two games with 50 yards this year, and Kadarius Tony has two games with 50 yards this year. There you go. Let's go. All right. Um, I don't know what else to talk about with these wide receivers. Uh. Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Um, which one of them blows up? Chase. He's the best player. It blows up, you mean statistically wise or holding? I mean, you know? straps dynamite to themselves <laughs> on the field. No, I mean, which one has the biggest game? Uh, 
I could see T uh, Jamar Chase doing the most with less. I could see that, but I think the player that has the highest likelihood of having a big game is going to be T Higgins, oh because, because they're going to do whatever they can do to stop Jamar Chase. And the Bengals know that. And T Higgins can just take advantage of this dre- dreadful, God awful secondary. Well, I mean, last week the bills did everything they could to stop Jamar Chase and, they didn't. Well, that's because the Bills were dealing with having a clone of DeMar Hamlin in the facility. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but see, the thing about last week's game is it's like last week's game was just wild in every single respect. Because it was a snow game and it was like Joe Mixon actually looked good. It was just a weird, a weird, weird game. But uh, yeah, Jamar Chase. But I mean, Jamar Chase didn't have that big of a game last week. Well, he scored a touchdown, and he should have scored another touchdown. Well, that's true. He should have had two touchdowns. He only had 61 yards, so it's sure. not like he had a massive game. But uh, T. Higgins only had 28, so right. Um, so I, I, I think that uh, – let me put it this way. If Jamar Chase has a big game, it's going to be a massive game. But I'm putting it like 55-45 that T. Higgins has a bigger game than, than Jamar Chase. Well. I think that's preposterous. Uh, T. Higgins over <laughs> Chase, things of that. Nature. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, How dare uh, you, sir? Steve, Stephen A. Smith looking over my takes. To me, yes. that's preposterous. Um, all right, uh, Stephen A. Smith, come on the pod. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's funny is like Stephen A. Smith has had a definite like hero moment, like. Skip Bayless, Colin Coward, like all these guys who just talk to talk, like Stephen A. Smith's definitely one of them, but he's just like, I know that's what I am and I don't care. And I I don't have any malice in my heart for any of this. I'm not going to say stuff like Skip Bayless for attention. You know, I'm not going to think I'm, I'm not going to get high on my own supply like uh, Colin Coward. I'm just going to say ridiculous stuff and let's go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, uh, let's see. Who has a bigger game, Travis Kelsey or Hayden Hurst? Ooh, that's a tough one for Mike. Mike loves that, Hayden that Hurst. Number one Hayden Hurst fan. That is very tough. Uh, you know, I'm going to go Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst? All right, gonna Mike, go we're going to hold you to that one. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I will not be doing that. Yeah, I think it will be tra- I think it will be Travis Kelsey. Hot take, I know. Huge hot You're take. You're wrong. I'm wrong. All right. Um, let's uh, let's let's uh, think about let's cogitate like some cogitators. Um, the Kansas City pass rush. Um, you know this Chiefs. I'm sorry. This Bengals offensive line is a patchwork, but they did an incredible job of defending uh, Joe Burrow last week. Like I thought the Bengals were going to lose specifically because of the offensive line, but Joe Burrow was pretty much clean the whole game. Um, you know, he had time to throw, um, you know, I don't know how much of that is the snow and how much of that is, uh, you know, just these guys stepping up and playing well, but you know, Burrow had was sacked once last week. That's it. Just one, one, one sack. Yeah. So, um, you know, same number of times as Dak Prescott. So, um, who wins this week? Uh, the Casey pass rush or this, uh, makeshift, uh, patchwork offensive line. Does the, does the magic wear off for this Bengals offensive line? I Especially think dealing that, with injuries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would say I, I think KC will get home at least a couple times. I I I think Chris Jones finally gets that elusive playoff sack. Um, does he really have no playoff sack? He's never. He does not have any playoff. That playoff. is so funny. I did not realize. Yeah, that. it's incredibly weird, but I do think he gets one going up against Mac Sharping. I think will be uh the the the, the Cure for what ails him. He has 13 career games in the playoffs. Yeah, no sacks. Wow, not a sack. Wow. No sacks. Good God. Yeah, based based guy... on his career averages, you would expect him to have like 10. Yeah. What does he even do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there must man, be I wanna... some kind of schematic defensively that they do in playoffs that they don't do during a regular season. They probably just sell out. Okay, let's see here. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will say Chris Jones gets a sack. Uh, Callan Saunders gets a sack and 
Frank Clark gets a sack. No, uh, no, uh, Carl Loftus. No, 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 Carlos Dunlap either. Yeah. All right. Uh, Isn't Carl Loftus the second round pick? First. First round pick. Jesus. End of the first round. He's done. Or twenty second. Well, he played pretty good at the end of the season. Did he? Oh, that's good news. Yeah. Yeah, also, I'm, I'm very glad you both talked over me when I accidentally read the year he was drafted as the draft pick that he was taken. I was <laughs> like, at 22nd. I was like, wait a second. No, he was drafted in 22. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's been he's been all right. You know, sometimes these guys that go at the end of the first round along the line, they t- they they take a couple years to really like go crazy because you know they're 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 talented but they're still projects which is why they're going at the end of the first round um and i'm stalling but i cannot find it because uh pro football reference does not have uh um advanced statistics for the playoffs i was trying to see if like pressures like what is going on with chris jones i'm losing my mind (laughs) that he has no (laughs) sacks um he has uh, 23 career tackles in the playoffs. He has five QB hits. That's not good. That's something. That's something, but it's not good. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Do we have anything else to talk about with this game? It feels fairly straightforward in terms of uh, there are a lot of stars and there are a lot of just okay guys. Pretty much. I mean, I, yeah. I, think, I think both kickers have had up and down seasons. I mean, McPherson hasn't been consistently reliable, but you know, he seems to make kicks when it matters. Same thing with Butker, you know, hasn't been super reliable, but had a really good game last week. So, you know, I think the special teams units, maybe KC is slightly better, but I don't think it's a huge difference. No, I mean, I I really think it's going to be a very close game between two teams that are, you know, well suited to play close games against each other. Okay. Um, Mike, any final thoughts about this game? This is a game that I think is, would be the offensive battle. Um, if, if I have, if I have to pick one, um, both games are have very low over under scores. I think 46 and 47 or something to that effect. I, uh, this one's 47 and a half and I would hammer the over. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that this this might be that 31-28 game. Um, so I, I, I'm pretty excited. Hopefully that that's what it turns out to be. Okay, I'm gonna go 45. Oh jeez. Yeah, I think Chiefs are gonna or I think Cincy's gonna go crazy on the Chiefs. 45 to 38. Wow, that's a score and a half. That's like uh, 83 points. Let's go! <laughs> if you're going to go big, go all the way. Yeah, yeah Jeff just, Jeff just wants to see a bunch of offense, and he's I do. manifesting it. If I get K- okay, look, if I get Casey and and the Bengals, with the winner going to the playoffs, with these or to the Super Bowl, with these two offenses, I need just, I want a deluge of points. I want there to be touchdowns every five minutes, or I'm going to get bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go uh take Kansas. a nap at 3130. <laughs> That's right. Kansas City 27, Cincinnati 26. Ooh. Is that a is that a last minute score or is that a staving off? Is that a defensive stop? I, I think it will be a uh, a field goal by Harrison Bunker. By Harrison Butt Kicker. All right. Um so 30, 39 yards. 39. All right, so 39 yards. I'm going to write that down right now. Uh, Butker kick. But it won't matter because the game's going to be 42 to 35 or whatever. I said 45, 38 or whatever. All right. Who's ready for uh, prop bets I made up just right now? Hell yeah. All right. Um, Which team will have a a, uh, return man tackled by the kicker? Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) um, Let's see. So the... Yeah, is this the team that has the ball, or is this the team? The, the guy that... returning the ball gets tackled by the kicker, like last week. Uh, Robbie Gould tackled Kevontae Turpin. Turpin. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Jake Elliott tackles Ray Ray McLeod. All right, Jake Elliott tackles Ray Ray McLeod. I was gonna go with uh, Ray Ray as well. Mike, which team uh, is most likely to have their their return man tackled by the kicker? 
Yeah, Sky Moore gets taken down. All right, so we got uh, Ray so Ray. we got Evan McPherson making a tackle. Yeah, we got Ray Ray. Oh man, I wrote Ray and then Ray, and I have to remember that that's two different ones. Uh, Jay Walker, Mike, and then Mike says that it's gonna be Sky. All right, which team is most likely to have a player hit the dab this weekend? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, jeez, Debo Samuel. Debo oh. Samuel's going to hit the dab? He's, yeah. <laughs> Mike's going with Debo is the most likely. Okay. All right, Mike. I, I, like, I like specifying the player, too. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say. <laughs> there is a correct answer. I'm going to say Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard? No, the correct answer is George Kittle, right? The guy that I have seen hit the dab at a 49ers game. Not, I made this question not realizing that he hit the dab like three weeks ago. So I'm going to go with George Kittle. All uh, right. Over under four and a half cuts to either Brittany or Jackson Mahomes. Under. They haven't uh, been paying attention to them at all this but year. They, but Brittany and Jackson did just have something show up on social media, so... I still think under. I, I would say three max. Okay, so, so Walker's going under. I'm going under with one and a half. I'm also going under. Um, all right. Eighteen and a half. No, let's go twelve and a half. The number of times they say Mr. Irrelevant on the 49ers uh, <laughs> Philly broadcast. Um. That's a lot of times. I would I'd still go with under, but it's probably going to be close to 10. Yeah. All right, let's do this. How about eight and a half? Eight and a half? Oh, geez. Uh, I'll, I'll go under, but that's a good line. All right, Walker's going under eight and a half, Mr. Irrelevance. I'm going to go under as well. I think it's going to be six and a half. Six and a half? There you go, Mr. Irrelevance. And then yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Uh, I like that. I'm going to go push with eight and a half, Mr. Earl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go push. And then um, uh, are they going to this is just a yes or no. Are they going to show footage of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow in the national championship in college? Um, I say yes. You say Fox has no CBS has this game. Yeah. And they have the SEC too. So yeah, I'll, I'll say yes. I will. Joe, also. Joe Burrow wears a LSU shoulder pad or something. I noticed um, shoulder pad colors of LSU. So they'll focus on that. And then that'll remind them to talk about that. And then they'll show a picture of them together. So that's how that's going to take place. I like it. That actually is probably pretty, Pretty um, relevant. I would say that that would be uh, a, a a slam dunk bet if the Super Bowl was in New Orleans this year. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, I was looking at the DFS lineups this this week, and uh, it is a nightmare out there. Um, the, yeah. sw- the stuff's all over the place. Uh, the pricing is. So let's build a, a DFS lineup. Last time our DFS lineup was too powerful. Um, they can they they canceled <laughs> the our internet. <laughs> yeah, they canceled our our ticket because uh, they were having problems with uh, the servers. It was so gonna they, be good too. Yeah, it was killer, except yeah, for we, George Kittle. Yeah, we wasted a bunch of money on George Kittle who didn't do anything. But uh, Daniel Jones was good. Richie James was good. KJ Osborne was good. Kenneth yeah. Walker even didn't end up being that bad, and I thought that was a terrible pick. <laughs> all right let's go 100 player league this one should fill we are on uh fan duel so uh let's start there let's start with quarterback um i don't think we can pick a quarterback in the niners uh eagles game because well actually we could pick jalen hurts i i don't think we should pick uh where is brock purdy is the same price as jimmy garoppolo that is what the hell Disrespect. I told you it was a mess. All right, so which quarterback are we going to go with? Hurts, Mahomes, or Burrow? Let's start there. Let's start with quarterback and DST, because there's only four games, so uh, or four teams. 
Does that say is Burrow less than Mahomes? Yes, Burrow is eighty three hundred. He is the third cheapest quarterback this week. I would go with Burrow. I agree. Mike. All right. Yeah. All right. So for defense, do we go Eagles, Chiefs, Niners? I would not go Chiefs if we're going Joe Burrow. So we go Eagles, Niners, or Bengals on defense. I also would not go Bengals. Yeah. How? Uh, what's the price difference between Eagles and Niners? Five hundred bucks. Hmm. Okay. Um. And does it show you like their points, average points on the season? Uh, so the 49ers score 9.5 points per game okay. on the season, and the Eagles score 9.2. Both 49ers, I think. Mike? Yeah, I agree. Let's go! All right. Um, let's do tight end now. Let's get all the onesies out of the way so that we can figure out how much cash we have. Are we doing... Let's, okay, so we've got Travis Kelsey, 85, George Kittle, 68, Dallas Goddard, 64, Hayden Hurts, 54, and Blake Bell, 41. Craig Calcaterra, 41 as well. Uh, where's uh, Noah Gray? Noah Gray was like fifth. Noah Gray was 4,400. He was just below Jody Fortson, who was on IR. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's really hard to not go with Kelsey. Mike, do you want to do you want to make a case uh, for your I'd, boy? I'd He's with, dealing with a calf injury. Your boy is though. Yeah, I'd rather go with with uh, Goddard than Kelsey, but we can see where we end up. I mean, Kelsey's the guy up. you you definitely want to trust, but Goddard's cheaper, so I don't know. Should we should we come back to tight end? Yeah, sure. sure. All right, let's go to running back. All right, we got CMC at nine grand, most expensive. Then we got Mixon at eighty one hundred. Then Jarek McKinnon at sixty five. This is what I was talking about when I said the prices are a nightmare. Like it's like <laughs> nine thousand eighty one hundred sixty five hundred. Then Pacheco for sixty three. Miles Sanders for sixty two. Um, then Elijah Mitchell for fifty six. Kenneth Gainwell for fifty four. And then I don't think we should use like Kyle Uzcheck or Boston Scott or Kenny Gainwell. Uh, one of my picks would be Pacheco. All right, Mike, you want to pick the other running back? Um, I think Mixon would be. I think Mixon has the best shot at getting a bunch of touches. Um, and I fully understand you both not wanting to spend to- top flight on Christian McCaffrey after what George Kittle did to us a couple weeks ago. I'm staying st- politely staying quiet about the 49ers. We're starting with Juju. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not even a question. That is a statement. We are starting with Juju. All right. Uh, well, you guys are really uh, bullish on Devontae Smith, so. All right, Mike, do you agree? Um, let's see. Over Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo has been very inconsistent. Um, yeah. over the last uh, four or five games. Um, let's see. I don't think they have the. Yeah. See, he's been near twenty, then almost nothing. Except I don't think he played that game. Never mind. He didn't play that game. So he's been he's been up and down, basically. Okay. Yeah, last week, 7.6. The week before, 25.5. Week before, 3.4. Week before, 12.4. So very up and down. Yeah, if we don't want Debo, then I'd go Devonta. All right, Devonta. All right, so we got 6,400 per player left. We can basically, basically pick whatever wide receiver we want. Jamar Chase. <laughs> That doesn't leave us very much for the rest of our players, though, is the problem. Yeah. I, uh, um, Brandon Ayuk, 6,000. Kadarius Tony, 5,600. Mikol, 55. Tyler Boyd, 53. We're trying Boyd's to make, I think Boyd's a good value. I was going to say, if we're trying to make space to make sure we get a uh, Travis Kelsey, I think Tyler Boyd's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather go Boyd than. Any of those others in that range. All right, so let's see. If we throw Kelsey in there, we still have 5,600 for a flex. So let's see about flex. 5,600, we're talking Tony, Elijah Mitchell, Michael Hardman, who's hurt, uh, Kyde Edwards-Alaire, who's hurt, uh, Hayden Hurst, who's hurt, <laughs> uh, Kenny Gainwell, Samaje P. Ryan, Yikes. MVS, Juwan Jennings, Boston Scott. Um, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's just tough because, like, neither Kittle or 
uh, neither Kittle or Goddard has a good matchup. Yeah, but so, if but if we check this out, if we go Kelsey or Kittle instead of Kelsey, that gives us an extra that gives us seventy three hundred to work with, which means we could get uh, oh T Higgins, Jack McKinnon, Dallas Goddard. All right, that doesn't Miles Sanders. That really doesn't make it that much better. No, not really. I would rather maybe. Yeah, I would rather have Kelsey in my lineup and then just figure out a deep guy. Um. Yeah, I mean, how many? uh, Is there a restriction on how many players from a certain team you can put in? Uh, I believe it's four. So we we can add. We have three Bengals. And we have three Chiefs, so we're okay. Okay. Um, I mean, we've been. We could just lean into the meme and put Hayden Hurst in the flex. Let's do it, Mike. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm about that for sure. Let's go. The rare two tight end fan duel lineup. Hell yeah. So we got Burrow, Pacheco, Mixon, Juju. Devonta Smith, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, Hayden Hurst, and the 49ers DST. And we actually balanced it pretty well because uh, we only have one eagle. So having the 49ers DST and only one eagle means that um, we can still do well. Uh, We definitely undid that uh, savvy play by having Travis Kelsey and Hayden Hurst, but let's go. Let's go into the meme. Mike's going to lose his mind when Hayden Hurst scores a touchdown. <laughs> it's cool. Yo. It's good. It, yeah, it's going to end up being like Travis Kelsey has uh, eight for 87, but he just happens to not score. And then Hayden Hurst has like uh, three, three for 42, three, three for 28, but he scores twice scores a touchdown. And, and, yeah. has, and has slightly more fantasy points. And then Mike's going to be like, I told you I'm going crazy. <laughs> Hayden Hurst, baby, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go, baby. Yeah, let's go, baby. All right. I think that'll do it uh, for this episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast. Uh, this one was more free form. I think we always have more fun doing that um, rather than being like, uh, Mike, what do you think about Chuba Hubbard versus uh, Deonta Foreman? This one? Just shoot me in the head. Like, come on. The regular season is such a grind. The offseason is way more fun. So, yeah. all right. We Thanks did a good job getting through it this year, I think. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We didn't go crazy. We finally uh, we finally figured out a way of doing it. So, uh, for Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Bah. Go Birds. Go Niners. <laughs>